You're listening to a Sim Media podcast. Spooky friends, hello, welcome to Deadbeat. If you are listening to this on the day that the episode comes out, we have two days until Halloween. It is going to be kind of a weird Halloween this year, not under the best circumstances, but we do all need some cheering up and a tiny bit of a distraction, so hopefully that's what Halloween is. I hope that you're all safe and well. This is the final episode of Season 1 of Deadbeat. If you have been listening and counting down to Halloween with me, thank you so much. Or if this is literally the only episode you've listened to or are going to listen to in your whole life, thank you so much again. Seriously. Come be spooky with me on the Instas and the Twitters at DeadbeatSyn, so Deadbeat and then S-Y-N, where there is so much extra spookiness going on. And let's have a good Halloween 2020 together. Now, so far, every episode of this podcast, we've picked two different spooky songs and then gone on a bit of a deep dive through pop culture and music history using those two songs as like a jumping off point. This episode is a bumper episode, a deluxe episode. I don't know what to call it, but it has four songs. So it is even more of a rabbit hole and also even more of a weird mix of tracks than usual, which is really saying something. But also every episode has a theme of some sort. And this episode is about famous movie monsters. And if you don't know, famous movie monsters inspire a lot of musicians. Although I think the whole point of this podcast, Deadbeat, is that there is a lot of great spooky music in general out there in the world, but specifically, there is a lot of music out there in the world about some of the famous Universal Monsters. Like always, all the songs that we're talking about in this episode are in the YouTube playlist, which is in the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If there's any content warnings, anything like that that you need to know about, those are also in the show notes. Let's go! Okay, so weirdest combination of songs that I have ever put together. And my inspiration for putting them together was basically the classic Universal Monsters. Not because I necessarily just want this to be an episode about the Universal Monsters, but because they are iconic in the kind of canon of horror media. So a big collection of movies made by Universal starting in the 1920s, usually based on like classic literature or something along those lines. And these movies established a lot of movie monsters that then got an absolute ton of sequels and remakes and adaptations and just absolutely everything under the sun, usually done by Universal. They were just like, ooh, let's put these two characters together. Ooh, let's remake this. Ooh, let's do a sequel to this for decades. And they're still doing that. And actually, before recording this podcast, I tried to like name off the top of my head like the core famous eight monsters that came out of these movies. I mean, not everyone calls them the big eight. Only massive nerds like me do that. 
But when I tried to think of them off the top of my head, I got everyone right except I missed The Mummy. Which I think is because my mind was trying to block out the memory of The Mummy remake with Tom Cruise. Although that also means that I forgot about the existence of the 1990s mummy with Brendan Fraser, which is a bit sad. Anyway, the actual big eight universal monsters is Phantom of the Opera, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Anyway, the actual proper big eight list is not exactly important to this podcast because, as we always do on Deadbeat, we're going very rabbit hole, tangent e. So in a very tangential way, I have put together four songs for us to vibe with on this Halloween week. Okay, so we're starting with something kind of low-key and silly, a bit cute. So The Cruels is a band that loves to make Halloween music. Very noble pursuit. They're making some this year. And they describe themselves on their Facebook, probably better than I could describe them, or anyone could describe them, as molten rock and roll monsters formed from the lava of a cosmic volcano. That's just beautiful. And they have a very cute little song about the Bride of Frankenstein. So with this track we're kind of covering Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein in in one go. Bride of Frankenstein, she doesn't really have that much screen time or anything, but she's pretty famous, she's very beloved, and she does have an amazing hairstyle. And I kind of love how the bride herself is very much like kind of a doom and gloom person. And then this cruel song is just so cute. Met a girl who set my heart on fire. Okay, so next we're gonna shout out the creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, there is a lot of songs about this character in the world. I don't know if you know that. But a few weeks ago, I just made a playlist entirely songs about Creature from the Black Lagoon because in the process of making this podcast, I just realized that this character has inspired so many musicians. So, I mean, you can find that playlist on the Deadbeat socials if you just want to have a Creature from the Black Lagoon day. Just vibe. But for this episode, I picked a song by a very nerdy Australian band that I'm quite fond of. They're called Wesley and the Crushers, so uh, already their name is a Star Trek joke amazing. They're very proudly geeky. They've also made a lot of music about Jaws, as in like the shark. They have an album called The Bite Album, which I probably find funnier than I even need to. So it's like The White Album, but it's about a shark, so it's bite. Anyway, this song about Creature from the Black Lagoon is its kind of like a long epic of a song with a storyline, sort of. It's really cool. It's from their 2015 album called Creature Feature. And obviously they are not the first or last people to make a song about the creature from the Black Lagoon, but I think I know from my extensive scholarly research that this is the only song about this character that has a reggae section in the middle.
Okay, by the way, I am doing these songs in the order that they sound good in a playlist. In my head, anyway. Not anything to do with the order in which the movies were released. That would be obvious. We're not doing anything obvious. Okay, let's meander on. Let's talk about Dracula. But more specifically, let's go back to even before the Universal Monsters as a series of movies even existed. Okay, so Dracula was uh, originally a novel published in the 1890s by a bloke called Bram Stoker. Side note, I really like this novel, and I reread it recently while I was in isolation. Kept me company. It was a lot of fun. But more importantly, we're not going quite that far back in time. We're going to talk about an adaptation, maybe, kind of using some air quotes here, of Dracula that is not from Universal. So there are a lot of songs about Dracula out there in the world, but this is one of a few songs about the non-copyright infringing Dracula, and it's by Blue Oyster Cult. So it's a very, very hipster thing to listen to on Halloween, but come on, it's good. So much as I like the book Dracula, so did this German film director called F.W. Murnau, who basically decided to sidestep copyright in the early 1920s and was just like, hmm, I like this story. I want to make a, a silent movie based on this general idea. I don't have the rights to Dracula. Let's just kind of change a few things. Could have backfired, but he made a movie called Nosferatu, which became honestly very beloved and very successful. Everyone kind of knows what he was doing, like, you're not fooling anyone. Like, it kind of reminds me of that TikTok that's like, nobody's gonna know, they're gonna know. But it's still honestly a really good, creepy movie. And then Universal came along later and made a, a licensed adaptation of Dracula that they actually called Dracula. Okay, so last track in this bumper episode all about famous monsters. We're going from Dracula's predecessor, arguably, to Dracula's successor. And also we're going from Bride of Frankenstein, her back at the start, to Daughter of Dracula. Or Dracula's Daughter, as she's called. She is not officially part of the Big Eight. She's just kind of like sidekick, I don't know. You know what I mean. She's like a peripheral character. She's from one of the many, many sequels that Universal threw at their classic monsters. Like, oh, have a sequel, have a sequel. She was created in 1936. This is honestly kind of an underrated movie, in my opinion. Like, is it technically a really good movie? Nope. Nope, it's not. But is it worth watching? Yeah, I think it actually is, if only for the queer overtones. But there is a ridiculous novelty song about her, so I was kind of like, well, I can't not include this. You know I love a ridiculous novelty song. And we do need kind of a break from the elegant hipsterness of Blue Oyster Cult. Anyway, not totally sure if this song called Dracula's Daughter is, like, directly based on the movie Dracula's Daughter, but, but I couldn't really resist including it. It's by Screaming Lord Such who, fun fact, was not just a musician who loved to make ridiculous Halloween novelty songs, which, I mean, we always appreciate. 
He was also an English politician in the 80s and 90s, and he founded the official Monster Raving Looney Party which is about as serious as it sounds. It still exists today, even though he doesn't, sadly. So the final song is his absolutely ridiculous little track about Dracula's daughter. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, don't really know if it's directly based on the movie, but... Hey, it's a fun novelty song. Although, like I said, queer overtones in Dracula's Daughter, so if he is actually singing about being in love with the Dracula's Daughter from the movie, he might be out of luck. It was late one night when the moon shone bright I was fast in the cemetery Okay, wow, I am extremely jealous. If you heard last week's episode of this podcast, you know that I really struggle to pronounce cemetery. I just prefer to say cemetery. Also, in the YouTube playlist for this episode, which is in the show notes, I am putting the music video for this song, where Lord Such is kind of menacingly wandering around in like a castle situation. He has a cape. It's kind of hilariously shot in like bright daylight, not very spooky weather, but, you know, they tried. Okay, so that was a ridiculous combination of four tracks tangentially related to the general idea of Universal Monsters. So because this whole podcast was kind of a long rabbit hole, I'm not giving you like a whole list of what I call supplementary spooks. The playlist with all of the jams is in the show notes, but I am going to add one thing, just because I couldn't possibly not add this. So the last supplementary spook of season one of Deadbeat is gonna be a song, the quintessential Halloween song, probably the thing that comes into everyone's heads when I tell them what Deadbeat is, like, oh, what's your show about Halloween music? They think of this song, so I have to leave you with the Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett. That will be at the end of the playlist, just because you should vibe to that at least once a year, preferably right now in October. Okay, finally, at the end of every episode of Deadbeat, I take the opportunity to quickly shout out a good cause in the spirit of us spooky friends coming together, helping out if we're able to. And for this final one, I've picked Second Bite. They're an Australian charity who rescues food that would otherwise go to waste and brings it to people who really need it. So the most direct link to donate to them is in the show notes of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, and I'm also going to put it on all the Deadbeat socials. Also, because this is the last episode of this season of Deadbeat, I just want to say thank you so much to Sin Media and everyone there for letting me do this ridiculous, ridiculous show, counting down to Halloween with a bunch of spooky music and the history behind it. 
So thank you, Sin, and especially thank you to my spooky friends, Ollie and Rowan, who really just helped Deadbeat come into existence as a podcast. Also, if you have come to this podcast not through Sin and you haven't checked out all the other podcasts and radio shows and just all the other content that Sin puts out, go do that. I am involved in some of it, so I'm definitely not biased at all whatsoever. Sin is pumping out so much content right now even though they are under strict lockdown and can't do everything that they would normally do, which is amazing. I guarantee you will find something you enjoy. There is so much to choose from. Spooky friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me, for vibing with me through this ridiculous list of songs. I hope you'll continue vibing with me at DeadBeatSin on Insta and Twitter, especially drop by on Halloween, I have exciting things planned, but also take care of yourselves, stay safe, and I will see you some other time. And before we finish up, I want to acknowledge that I record and produce this podcast on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to pay my respects to the elders and traditional owners of this land, and I want to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to a Sim Media Podcast.